Welcome to this edition of the General Manager Podcast. My name is Aaron Thomas, aka Native Seahawk. And I had to wait till the next morning to record this podcast from the Saints Seahawks games because I didn't have a voice. <laughs> I was at the game, and by all accounts and purposes, all intents and purposes, I kind of wished I wasn't there. <laughs> I traveled all the way from Palm Springs, California, flew in the night before the game and went to the game, had a blast, don't get me wrong, it's always great to go to a Seahawks game and be with my fellow Seahawks fans, but unfortunately, it seemed like the Seahawks forgot who they were, and it's like, you know, you when you've ever, ever been to a, a new place and you kind of don't know where you're at, you don't know where you're going, that's kind of what the Seahawks team feels like this morning, the morning after a 33-27 loss to the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees, who, again, uh, you you figured going into this game, I had Seattle winning 24-10, two touchdowns. Uh, I thought for sure by the, the fourth quarter it was going to be run time and all we were going to do, be doing is running the clock out. And unfortunately, we had to play catch-up the entire game. And, you know, and, and that's not the way this team is built. It's definitely not built, A, to be pushed around, they're not built that way. A Pete Carroll team has never been built the way that they played yesterday. They're playing fear, fearful. Uh, they're having a really hard time tackling, which is not uh, a reminiscent of a, a Pete Carroll team. I don't care if it's USC in college or if it's in the NFL. What happened yesterday, in my opinion, was an aberration. And I hope to God, and I, if you're a Seahawks fan, I hope you believe the same thing I do, that this wakes them up. That you can't take anybody, uh, you know, anybody. I don't care who they are for granted. You know, Seattle goes into Arizona next weekend, and they better not take Kyler Murray for granted. They better not think that they are on paper just because they have all these great athletes and and free agents that's come over and and you know being able to come into Seattle. You know, Ziggy Ansah and and Clowney who demanded a trade. They, they better not think that they're the better team just because they look good on paper. They are lacking leadership. That's exactly what happened yesterday. They're lacking leadership. There was no, uh, you know, boisterous, swag-filled, you know, player that's that's like a, a, a number 89. We missed number 89 yesterday. Doug Baldwin was severely missed in this game yesterday. Someone that can reel them back in, someone that can remind them of a certain game that that happened back in 2013 or 2014 when they thought they were the better team going in and didn't show it on the field. We miss Doug Baldwin. We miss Richard Sherman-esque type of, of swag field player on the field that gets them pumped up, even if they're down by two touchdowns, which Seattle fell by two touchdowns early on in the game. It just felt like they couldn't get out of this funk they were in. And I think they were shocked with that first uh, special teams touchdown, that punt return for a touchdown. They were freaking shocked out there. And they, they're they too young of a, of a team. I guess that's where, you know, if you're a general manager, always trying to build a team that can sustain itself over years. And it starts with the draft, and it starts with getting younger free agents in here to play. And they might they might flash, they might do really well in preseason, and 
you get them in early on in the season and everything that they've been told going to that point that they're the better the team, they're the bigger, the faster, the stronger team, and all of a sudden they, some other team walks into their house and punches them right in the chin and punches them right in the mouth right at the very beginning of the game, they couldn't get out of their funk. They didn't have the leadership. They, I believe they were coached up. Don't get me wrong. I think that that's not, that's not been the problem. It's that having that on-the-field leader. Bobby Wagner is supposed to be that on defense. He is your quarterback for this defense. And for some reason, either he didn't perform that leadership point of view or or somebody else is supposed to be that that inspirational leader that gets them all back on track that says, never mind the score. We're down by two touchdowns. Never mind that. Let's talk about this next play. And let's go out there and shove them around. Let's go out there and punch them in the chin and remind them that they're just visitors, that they are in our house. That's the mentality I'm talking about. I really believe that yesterday they couldn't get out of it. They couldn't get out of their own way. Maybe they're feeling guilty for the two plays, the, the, the two touchdowns that were given up early. Who knows? Uh, maybe they, they just say, you know, they, they believe they drink the Kool-Aid too much and said, you know, we'll get back on track. We're positive. We're positive. Mind. You can be positive all day long. I don't care how positive a person is. You have to go out there and execute. And they didn't do that yesterday. They waited too long to execute. They waited, you know, 52 minutes into the game to finally sustain, what, three or four different offensive drives that led to points. And I told – I <clears throat> all throughout the game, I kept saying, it's not the way you start, it's how you finish, right? That's exactly the one thing I'll tweet out every uh, halftime. I don't care if we're up by three touchdowns or down by three, th- three touchdowns by the break. I will always say it's not how you start the game, it's how you finish. Unfortunately, that mantra came back and bit us in the butt. Because, you know, it's been reported on several social media sites and other like fieldgoals.com and others that says for the first time this season, the way that they started did bite them in the butt. That you do need full four full quarters. You can't make those mistakes at the beginning of the game and hope that by the end of the game you're going to win. Now, granted, Seattle still did have chances to win uh, leading up in, even into the fourth quarter they did. Believe it or not, you know, I think the the fourth down plays that they had to run, that they felt like they had to run, was basically the the beginning of the end for this team in this in this one game. <clears throat> if they convert on fourth and one, rather than trying to, you know, throw a ball down the field to Malik Turner, what, you know, regardless if the referees didn't catch any kind of a, a defensive pass interference against Lockett, Again, your your identity, who you are says, and everybody in the stadium knows, and the defense knows that if Seattle's down by points, it's fourth down and one yard or less to go, you shove that ball down their throat, and everybody else knows it's going to happen. And everybody around me was like, oh, quarterback, quarterback sneak, quarterback sneak. They don't do quarterback sneaks. Russell Wilson, I've never seen... <clears throat> maybe since his rookie year was the, the last time I saw Russell Wilson do a, a full-on quarterback sneak up the middle. A play needs to be designed for their fullback, 
they're you know have a a fullback in front of the running back. I don't care how you how you draw it up. You know George Fant's in there. You have a, the 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 jumbo package. Everybody knows we're gonna do this. And whether you audible out of it and you do a, a you know a quarterback uh, end around where you fake to the running back and Russell runs it for a first down, I don't care. Doing the fourth and one and throwing the ball down fifteen yards down the field. It worked uh, back in against Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> we're celebrating when we're it's fourth and three and we throw the ball down the field and we go for a touchdown. That happened last year in Carolina, remember, to David Moore at the beginning of the season? I mean, so it, it can come back and, and, and you can celebrate it if it works, but if it fails, we all you know pound the table saying, where the hell's our identity? And that's the truth. You know, we don't have, we did not play with identity yesterday. And again, it comes back to the coaches reminding the players, the players reminding the players that we are not playing Seahawk football right now. It, you know, we're down by two touchdowns, so effing what? Forget about the damn scoreboard. Do your job. Do the, the things that got us here. We were 2 0 for a reason. And let's go back out there and shove them around, punch them in the chin, punch them in the mouth, and let's go. And they didn't do that. And I, I why? That's the question I get. I answer, try to answer myself on the way home yesterday from the game. You know, back up to I'm live here in in, in Lummi, and I'm traveling back to to California today because that's where I fully live now. I've, I've moved on. So I've, I, it's going to be a long flight going home <laughs> just because I came all the way up here. I, I thought it was a business trip that we were going to come up and take take care of business. Seahawks are going to go 3-0. and They should have been 3-0. and And my only concern going forward is, is, is this game going to haunt them going forward. Now, granted, at this time of the season, I thought we'd be 2-1. and Even though I have us winning 11 games this season, and I, I believe that they'll still be eleven win, eleven win team, or more. Um, <clears throat> once they get back on track, you look at the statistics. Look what happened. Offensively, Russell Wilson was on point. There's nothing that anybody can say that would detract from that statement. Russell Wilson had a, a great game, but that's the thing with identity. Do you want Russell Wilson? passing for more than 350 yards in a game or not. You know, I think if you look at all the statistics, it would prove you don't want Russell Wilson gaining all those yards in the air. He had to gain those yards in the air. He was, they were fighting from behind from the very first quarter, and they had to run. They had to throw the ball. And, and conversely, do you want Chris Carson under 60 yards? Now, he fumbled it, and I, I tweeted this out that – you know, I'm really, really been concerned about Chris Carson. You know, him fumbling the ball, you know, third time this year in three games is unacceptable. And I don't know why Pete Carroll isn't isn't uh, benching him and saying to him, you're going to sit for the rest of this game and maybe a quarter next game until you get it right, until you figure out how you can, can make sure that, that you have ball security. You know, we don't we don't do that. Again, that's part of our identity. We don't turn the ball over. This this team is about ball. You know, throwing the ball, running the ball, getting in the end zone, and on and making sure that they don't give it up. 
Again, we're going against our identity. How the heck do we make sure that you get back on identity? You remind your team about who you are. And if you're not on board with that, you get sat down. You don't get to play. You get to watch other guys control and make sure that they get the ball and secure the ball all the way down until they get down to the, uh, you know, get tackled. Chris Carson didn't, has not really been doing that. You know, and he's got those flashy plays where he jumps over the defensive back and gains another two yards before he gets leveled. I, I don't care about the flash. <clears throat> I don't care about the sizzle. I care about the stake. And this team is missing their stake. It's inconsistent at best. You know, I mean, against Cincinnati at home, you need to, you know, again, punch them in the mouth. You know, some people will say that this was the third preseason game for this team. And by next game, <clears throat> game four of the season, you're going to be quarter, a quarter, 25% in that they'll gain their identity back, that this will be the real test going into Arizona next week. Can they uh, find their identity again? I think that's really going to be the big question. Again, looking at the statistics again yesterday, it was one-sided Seattle. <clears throat> and it should have been. There was no Drew Brees. There, the, the Saints offense wasn't that good yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Kamara was held in check. Seattle's uh, defense did a, a good enough job to hold Kamara in, in check. That's good. Kamara had 16 carries for 69 yards total. His longness was 16 yards. That was it. He did have a 4.3 yards per average, but that's Kamara. He does. He's slippery, isn't he? And he proved that yesterday. I think at the end of the day, if Seattle can can show its identity. Again, it's not about the statistics. This team has been in one of those really weird anomaly teams where most uh, teams, they, they, they thrive on those statistics. Tom Brady thrives on, you know, 300 yard games and, and, you know, three touchdowns in the air. This Seahawks team is not Tom Brady. It's not New England Patriots. They are about how they play. It's a contextual team, not content team. The contextual part was missing yesterday. The context of they they are the bigger, faster, stronger, and they believe they are the bigger, faster, stronger. I don't think they believed that yesterday. For some really weird reason, call it home cooking, call it a lack of leadership on the field or in the locker room, call it whatever you want, but they don't believe they're the bigger, faster, stronger team. I think they, they rely too much on the big names. What happened to those big names yesterday? Uh, Less Russell Wilson, the big names. Tyler Lockett did really well. He's a big name now. You know, he did very well. 143 yards receiving and a touchdown. That's Tyler Lockett. That's your number one wide receiver doing number one wide receiver things. But what happened to the big names yesterday, especially on defense? Seattle had zero quarterback hits yesterday. That means Teddy Bridgewater stayed upright through all of the entire game. When you have Jadavian Clowney and Ziggy Ansah on the same defensive line, that means that they should be coveting at least two 
uh, offensive linemen to block them. I don't think they did that yesterday. I think New Orleans was straight up with those two guys. I haven't looked at the, the film. And I'd like uh, to be able to look at that sometime this week to figure out what happened there. Ziggy Ansah and Jadavian Clowney are supposed to be playmakers that's supposed to be going and disturbing Teddy Bridgewater. Now, people were saying, and, and statistics are proving it, that Teddy was throwing the ball probably quicker than any of the quarterbacks Seattle's faced this year. You know, 2.1 seconds the ball was out of his hands and into the air. And I said this, remember, leading up to this season, all through the draft and all that, how teams are doing that now. They're they're getting the ball out faster. So I wondered, why do we need a pass rush when if it's the ball's out of the quarterback's hands within two seconds? So we'll see how it goes. Seattle's going to have to do whatever it needs to do to get back on track and they have a really good chance of doing that this weekend at Arizona. And I think by all intents and purposes, they're going to do that. They're going to go down to the desert in Arizona and get back on track. And, you know, they got a rookie quarterback they're going up against. And uh, the, the, the Cardinals, of course, they're just not. They're rebuilding. And uh, Seattle will have a chance to get back. And I think they will. I, I do. I don't know how the score is going to go, but... Again, it's I don't care about how the score goes. I just want them to get back to their identity. I want them to win, don't get me wrong, but I also want them to get back to their physical, brutal type of offense and defense. And and everybody knows it's fourth and one. They're going to run the ball, and then they do it, and they do it really well. That's what I want them to become back to. So uh, let's just go ahead and learn from this this experience, and maybe the young guys will, will gain something brand new from – from learning um, about how to win uh, on the field and not just on paper, and maybe they'll they'll take something from this and um, going down throughout the rest of the season, uh, they're going to have take games like this where they're you know expected to win and and but they got to prove it to themselves that they're supposed to win and I think they will so that'll do it here for the general manager podcast. I'll see you back again next week on a great great edition. Go Hawks.